Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Positive Proof Podcast. I am your host, Parmas Najmi, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one on self-improvement, mindset, and wellness, go ahead and hit that follow button to join the family. Today, we are going to be talking about how to increase your energy levels. I feel like this is a topic that I have been interested in since the start of the pandemic, and I've turned to every source on the web to find ways to combat the fatigue and the brain fog and the low levels of energy, and I want to share with you the things that have worked best for me in hopes that it can help you as well. When I was in university prior to the 2020 COVID-19 outbreak, I was doing it all. When I think back to that stage in my life, I am just in shock at how much I would be able to get done in one day and not feel tired. I was doing the 5 a.m. workout sessions, the three-hour commutes, the 10,000 steps across campus, back-to-back evening lectures, studying in between, cooking my own meals. Man, I felt like superwoman. Little did I know that it would be such a short era in my my life. Fast forward to when I was doing everything remotely due to quarantine, I'd struggle to even get in a walk throughout the day. And obviously this has a lot to do with my body adjusting to low levels of activity and age and a lot of other stuff that I'm going to get into today. But I promise you, I know what it feels like to not have the energy to function and do what you want. And I can Also promise you that if you're willing to put in the work to understand why your body is reacting this way, then you will get closer to that energized version of yourself so much sooner than you think. So I have here five things that have helped me immensely over the past couple of years, and I'm going to mention the ones that have recently been the most life-changing, starting with the fact that you need to stop drinking coffee. I know it sounds counterintuitive. Yes, coffee boosts your alertness. It makes you feel more awake. It gets you going. I know. I used to be a coffee addict and a part of me still is because I love coffee so much, but I used to wake up and drink four shots of espresso right upon waking up. I'd let that kick in. I'd feel on top of the world. Everything was just go, go, go until about noon where I'd start to crash eyes would literally be shutting and I'd go for another coffee. Fast forward to the afternoon lows around 3 to 4 p.m. I'd have another and another before my evening weight training session at 7 p.m. Was it working? Yes and no. I'd feel extremely alert and energized for about an hour and then the jitteriness would stay with me but I'd start to feel really tired two hours in after I'd have the coffee and I just absolutely start to crash. That's when my brain would tell me, okay, it's time for another But what was happening is that the more coffee I was drinking, the more tired I would feel. And I looked into it and the reason behind it is this. When you wake up in the mornings, your cortisol levels are at its peak. And cortisol is a stress hormone. What coffee does is it also spikes your cortisol levels. So essentially, when you have it in the morning, right after you wake up, you are just building your tolerance to caffeine. It won't be as effective versus if you were to wait a couple of hours for your body's natural morning cortisol spike to drop. Not to mention, when you are repeatedly drinking coffee every few hours, you are just setting yourself up for a crash. Because the more that your body sees spikes in these levels of hormones, the more it's going to see a harsher dip once the effects of the coffee wears off. 
Kind of the same thing with food, aka sugars and carbs, and I'm going to get into that as well. But basically, you want to pay attention to two things. Number one, when you're drinking the first caffeinated beverage after waking up in the morning, And number two, how many caffeinated drinks you're consuming in one day. So how did I transition from being this absolute chaotic coffee addict freak to this soft feminine girl with more energy and less stress and anxiety? I switched out my four morning shots of espresso for matcha. And I have that about two hours after waking up. So I do my morning workout at six in the morning, completely fasted with no caffeine. And then when I get home, I'll have the matcha with collagen inside as well for that extra source of protein. I also cut out all other cups of coffee except for one, which I have around 1 p.m. And then the only other caffeinated beverage I have is either black tea or green tea in the evenings, depending on how much I need it. I started this new way of life, I like to call it, on a Friday since I didn't want the withdrawal symptoms to be too harsh throughout the week and I didn't want it to affect my work. And to be honest, it wasn't even that bad. I slept in on the Saturday morning. I felt nice and rested. I slept in on the Sunday morning. And by Monday, I feel like I got my life back. I've shared this story on Instagram. I've shared it on TikTok and I've shared it with all my friends. I feel like I got my life back. I don't have brain fog anymore. I don't have as much anxiety. I feel so much more calm and in tune with my body. I feel like my body is less stressed out. And I just, it's so relieving knowing that I'm not dependent on this one controlling beverage that seemed to be taking over everything. It sounds dramatic and I think my case is amongst the worst, but I highly recommend making this change if you're drinking more than one to two cups of coffee a day or having it straight when you wake up. Also, if you're thinking of switching to matcha, I have an amazing organic blend that I get off Amazon. It's linked in my Instagram bio at Parmas Najmi. So if you want to check it out, go ahead and do that. Matcha helps stabilize your blood sugar levels and decreases your body's stress because it has something called L-theanine. And what that does is it reduces the levels of cortisol, meanwhile still being able to give you that sense of alertness. So pretty much it's providing the same benefits, if not more, without the cons associated with coffee. The next thing I want you to do is do an audit on yourself for what supplements you're taking. And if you're not taking any supplements, I highly recommend doing some research because every brain doctor and every psychiatrist and physician will tell you that your body is going to lack certain vitamins and minerals even if you're eating the most healthy foods with the most variety. Especially if you're a Canadian listener or anyone living in cold climates, you already know the number one thing they tell you to take is vitamin D3. As soon as the leaves start changing color, that is when you know you need to start adding that vitamin D3 back into your morning supplement lineup. And it is so essential that you keep up with this because your body needs it to function properly and build energy. I'm no doctor or science major, but this is information that is so readily available and so commonly talked about that really you don't need credentials to be making a recommendation like the one I am right now. The next supplement that I find is so important is iron. I remember taking a food and nutrition course in university 
And they said something along the lines of, if only women were to take an iron supplement every day, then daily tasks would seem much more manageable. And the reason why women have less iron in our bodies than men is simply because of our menstruation cycles and pregnancy and lactation. And of course, diet also plays a huge role in that, but women definitely need to pay more attention to this than men. Iron absorption can also be a little bit difficult. In other words, you just have to be really careful how you're consuming and with what you're consuming it with because there's a lot of food that can interfere with that iron absorption. Citrus fruits or anything with vitamin C can really help enhance the absorption and try to stay away from coffee and tea and any food with tannins because they can block the absorption of iron. If you have low levels of iron and you're not taking a supplement, you're probably constantly blacking out and feeling tired and getting dizzy, which was my case because I have been deficient since I was very young and so I really try to pay attention to this. The next supplement that you absolutely need in your morning lineup is a probiotic. If you're someone who eats kimchi and yogurt and kombucha or kefir, then maybe you can get away with not taking a probiotic. But for the most of us, including those who are lactose intolerant, you should really consider taking a probiotic to support your gut health. Better digestion means more energy, and that is what we're all striving for. Lastly, magnesium is a personal favorite. I actually take this at night, and although it aims to relax your muscles, it actually helps with energy production production and stabilizing those levels of energy. And with this supplement, consistency is honestly so key. So stick with it for a couple of weeks and I promise you, you're going to start to see such great changes in your body, not just with energy, but your anxiety levels, your mood, your bowel movements. And for me, a big one is sleep. I sleep so much better. And by better, I mean, I go into such a deep sleep and I wake up feeling so much more rested. So go to your local drugstore if you haven't yet and pick up these supplements so you start to feel like your best self again. On the topic of sleeping, I think we should at the very least touch on how many hours of sleep you're getting and whether or not you're utilizing the option of naps for yourself. Going back to the constant coffee pick-me-ups, now that I don't drink as many cups, I love to quote-unquote nap for about 20 to 30 minutes. And I say quote-unquote because I wouldn't actually say that I fall asleep, but rather I just shut my eyes for 20 to 30 minutes. And you think that you're not really getting that rest that your body needs because... You're not falling asleep, but you would be surprised that shutting your eyes can make such a big difference. I definitely feel like it's twice as powerful as having that coffee pick me up. What I do is I set a timer for 25 minutes and I just shut my eyes and get comfy under the blanket and literally try to think about nothing, absolutely nothing. If there's background noise, I'll just pop in some earplugs. And if I can't shut my brain off, I'll put on some meditation music that really helps clear my mind while I nap. Mind you, I used to be a hater when it comes to naps. And the reason is I looked at naps as a two hour thing where you'd actually fall asleep and you'd wake up feeling groggy and lazy and tired, and then you wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So in my mind, I used to think who would ever want to do that during the weekday, but it was my fault for completely getting the whole nap thing wrong. 
I'm here to tell you my method works, at least for me, so it's worth giving it a try. If it doesn't work for you, stop sleeping the bare minimum at night and give your body however many hours it needs to feel fresh in the mornings. This is also another big thing because they say online, sleep seven to nine hours a night. And I would love if I could sleep seven hours a night and feel refreshed in the mornings, but that's just not the case. Everyone is so different and my body actually needs eight to nine hours. So I give it that extra hour or two so that I can feel my best the next day. And for those people who sleep five to six hours and say they feel fine, yeah, you think you feel fine, but it's doing a number on your body in different ways, especially your brain. So don't do that. Prioritize your sleep, get in bed sooner, catch those Z's and life will get so much better. The next thing I want to get into is your activity levels. So the reason why I went from being superwoman in university to being a slug once the pandemic hit is because my activity levels decreased drastically. And one thing you need to realize is that the higher your activity levels, the more you will boost your endurance and sorry to get all technical, but the more your body will produce mitochondria in your cells and having more mitochondria means higher energy levels and higher energy levels means those daily chores that you dread will become so much more manageable. Plus, your body gets used to activity levels, so the more you demand from it, the more your body will adapt. Since mid-2020, I've built up my activity levels, and even though I'm not at the peak that I was experiencing in university, I'm still doing so much better. And the days that I'm doing less, I've got less energy. So try to get your body moving more, start walking to the grocery store, get a portable treadmill for underneath your desk, go for walks on your lunch breaks, add in 15 minutes of cardio, or go to the mall and do some window shopping. <laughs> Slowly start to increase your activity levels and you'll feel more energized. The last thing that I want to dive into is insulin spikes due to the consumption of sugars and refined carbs. You probably hear this from a lot of different sources and there's a darn reason for that because it's literally contributing to more than half of your health problems physically and mentally. Stop having sugar for breakfast. Cereal is not a healthy breakfast. Stop having sugar as a snack. Chocolate covered almonds are also not a healthy snack. Stop having sugar after dinner every night. It's not a healthy dessert. I'm sure we all know this, but we just don't care, right? And then we complain, oh, I don't have energy. I have brain fog. I have anxiety. Well, of course you do. You're feeding your body junk. It's not any less enjoyable having fruits or honey in replacement of sugar in your hot chocolate. And listen, I'm not saying I'm perfect and that I've cut out sugars and refined carbs completely, but I'm definitely working on it and I'm completely aware of the consequences. So I want you to be as well. And don't tell yourself, oh, I just won't have it next time. No, willpower is not enough. Don't buy it next time. Don't stock your shelves with nasty junk food. At the very least, if you're going to indulge, let it be at an event or when you're dining out or with friends. You are doing yourself a disservice by buying that junk and telling yourself that you won't have it as often. You got to shape your environment to align with your goals and sugar and refined carbs will 100% go against your goal of increasing your energy levels. So to recap, the five things that will increase your energy levels are number one, reducing your coffee intake and delaying your intake in the morning. Number two, taking the right supplements. 
Number three, utilizing naps and optimizing your sleep. Number four, increasing your activity levels. And number five, cutting out sugars and your refined carbs. So that is a wrap. I do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review. Your feedback means so, so much to me. And if you don't know yet, I do monthly giveaways where a random person will be selected from those of you who do leave a review or rating. Just send me a screenshot and you'll be eligible to win. The winner will be announced on upcoming episodes. And if you do want an extra entry into the giveaway, make sure to share this podcast or episode via socials and tag me at parmasnajmi and at Positive Proof Podcast on Instagram. If you've made it this far, I appreciate you so, so much, and I can't wait to chat with you again in next week's episode. Lots of love, Parmas. Parmas.